0: This is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. In this episode of Club and Resort Talks, sponsored by Northstar, we're chatting with Sean Dwyer, pastry chef of Hamilton Harbor Yacht Club in Naples, Florida. Chef Dwyer is known for his whimsical, intricate desserts, but more impressive is his persistence and need to always evolve and improve when it comes to pastry. For him, pastry is personal, and it's an important element in the success of the club as a whole. Chef Dwyer works closely with the club's executive chef and he goes out of his way to make himself available to the members for whatever pastry they need or want. Thanks for joining us today, chef. How are you?
1: Doing well, how about yourself?
0: I'm very well, thank you. So you are a pastry chef. How long have you been a pastry chef?
1: Oh, about 20 years. I went to, uh, I went to Le Cordon Bleu uh, in Portland, Oregon in 1999 and I graduated there and I've been working in the field ever since. I've been in, uh, I've been in clubs, hotels, restaurants. Um, I did a stint at Whole Foods Market for a few years too. So I've, I've seen a lot of different aspects of pastry for sure. Which is your favorite? Uh, I like the clubs the best. It's so much more personal. You're like a really kind of almost like a part of their family because it's the same people coming in over and over. It's something that I get more, it's more rewarding for me
0: So you make some really beautiful pastry. We've run a bunch of your recipes and featured you quite a bit because of how, how technical and how advanced a lot of the stuff that you produce is. What has been your process or your philosophy of mastering your technique?
1: There's a couple of things I I like to do. I I always like to look at somebody who's better than me. Uh, So my favorite chef is uh, Amari Gishon. He's out in Las Vegas right now. I took a class from him last year and he was doing all these great things and that's what I wanted to do. So at first, I tried to, after that class, I tried to do his recipes and do exactly his technique. And then I evolved from there into doing my own technique and modifying it and changing it to where it was a little different than his. And maybe he did it a little different than I did, but I like the way I did it because it was new. You know, I take that approach in everything. So if I see something online that I like or whatever, I'll dive into their website. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And so you put a lot of this stuff out on social media. Like we follow you and see a lot of your recipes and the, the pictures of the dishes that you're putting together. Do you find that you're now, ha- you have a following?
1: I do. I have uh, quite a following on Facebook. I have my own uh, webpage, which I just designed a couple of months ago, which has been out. It's got some training videos. It's esquirepastry.com uh, that one has a lot of my new um, recipes, my new um, new pastries and signature line desserts that I have in there, plus it has some videos on training so uh, that's that 's been helping me to get some more exposure i 'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn, of course, and that helps to spread out like you know it gets a more wide range of people that can see my work and that know of me, which is good
0: How does uh, that come back to what you do at the club what 's the value in putting out? what you're doing on a website and through social media.
1: What, what members wanna have is they wanna have something that's very exclusive. They wanna have something that's catered to their needs and they want something that they can brag about to their friends. So that's why I like to be able to, to post online, to be able to show them and also to entice uh, their friends to come in and try to get a membership or, or to get them at least thinking about this place.
0: What's the dynamic like between you and your executive chef?
1: Fantastic. I mean, he's amazingly talented. Uh, He's very, very knowledgeable in pastry. And he's just lets me do what he's very, he's open to me being as creative as possible.
0: How do you two collaborate? It's probably super helpful that he has an understanding of the technique and the science and all of the things that you're doing in pastry. So what's that collaboration like?
1: The greatest tool we have for communicating pastry together is social media. So if he has a concept that he really likes or something that he's seen, he'll send it to me. And he'll be like, hey, do you think we can do something like this? Other than that, on the day-to-day, it's usually I have specials that I run every week. And those specials, if they are popular and if they are good enough, they will make it to the menu. And so chef can, can look at the special he'll be like, oh, this is really cool. Or he can say, oh, I think it can be better.
0: Tell us a little bit more about the pastry program at the club. We have a banquet hall downstairs
1: and a fine dining restaurant upstairs. So I'll be creating the menus for the fine dining restaurant upstairs and catering to special events like um, specialty cakes, desserts, whatever that they want for their events upstairs. And then also we have a a banquet hall downstairs where we will do, you know, large, uh, large groups, maybe a hundred, I think hundreds hundred is the most we can do 90 to a hundred people downstairs. So we'll do buffets or we'll do a, a weddings. We'll do, um, holiday events, any, anything that would uh, increase the happiness of our members. So in that respect, I can do plated desserts, banquet desserts, um, uh, wedding cakes, specialty cakes, themed desserts, anything pretty much that they want. They can, they can, uh, they can ask for or get down here
0: how do you in pastry help to create memorable experiences
1: listening is the most important thing i'm not in front of them just waiting for waiting to talk and tell them my point i'm i'm listening to what they're saying very intently i'm am t- noticing little things about like how they said something or if they, if they like something their eyes will light up or if they if they like they say they like it but they don't really like it their eyes won't light up little things can make a huge Impact. So if you remember, oh, Susan's got her daughter; it's coming in next week, and she mentioned a couple months ago that she liked chocolate cake. So I'm gonna have a chocolate cake. I won't tell him about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. That little stuff in that little thing where you listen a little bit. Um. Oh, here I just got a text, Mr. Perkins. Just call for a chocolate cake for five people for tomorrow. Is it's he $9? listening? Is he listening in no, right I, now? <laughs> no, this is. A, I have three cakes tomorrow. I mean, yeah. I have. I've got another one pop up. I've got a slice of cake for somebody else. Um, so it's that that kind of thing where you, you listen to the person, you really let them tell you what they want, and you don't stop them or impede them with what your opinion is.
0: What is your favorite dish you've ever created?
1: My favorite dish is the next one. The one ah. I have to make
0: it. <laughs> So that feels like a philosophy. That feels like a philosophy. (laughs) All right. Unpack that for us. What does that mean?
1: That means that um, the one that I want to do is the one I haven't made yet. It means I'm continually growing. That's the most important thing.
0: So do you have any member favorites that that you do have to keep on the menu?
1: Well, we do have the key lime pie. That's the standard here. But uh, we have some members that really like certain things. And if that's the case, we always have an evolving menu because we can't we can't cater. That one person might like that dish, but nobody else does. <laughs> yeah. I mean? So uh, like I said, I mean, Mr. Perkins just ordered a chocolate cake for tomorrow. And the, the members can order pretty much anything that is off of my, my website. So if they call me like, hey, we're coming in this weekend, or send me a message, hey, we'd like to get the compass, or we'd like to get the peaches and cream, or the pear dessert, the harvest pear. Those are some of my signature line items. I'll make it for them. So I never limit them on what they really like, but I don't hold anyone else back either. So I don't like say, okay, well, I'll keep it on the menu because Mr. Smith likes it, but nobody else really likes that one. It's getting kind of tired. I just, if Mr. Smith is here and he wants to have that, he wants to wow somebody and he loves that dessert, he can call and just be like, hey, can you get me an apple this weekend or get me a, a peach this week, whatever it is. And that, that seems to be the solution uh, for us here.
0: How do you establish that relationship with the members? Are you going out and telling them in the dining room, I'm here, if you have a special request, send it
1: to me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I touch all the tables. Um, I'm very familiar with what they like and what they don't like. And I'm very uh, accessible to them. So if they want something, they can always send a message to me. They can uh, um, direct message me on social media, or they can uh, contact the club. And talk to a manager or the chef here my executive chef and they can order it that way too Uh, so i'm always there i'm always out in the dining room or accessible through uh, social media direct messaging or through the club if they want
0: do you have a pastry team
1: no no it's just me okay i uh i work i work on the hot side um i work in the pantry and I, i work on the line like half my time is on the line probably, and then half my time is on uh, pastry.
0: So how has COVID impacted Hamilton Harbor?
1: Well, we used to have banquets all the time. The banquet hall really hasn't been operational since COVID hit. Um, And as far as the restaurant goes, we used to, our record was 150 people, and now we're only doing like 40 or 50. Uh, We would normally do on a busy night 100 like I said, our record's 150 and we did that last August, which is an off season, which is crazy, wow. but because we have a humongous, um, it's a reciprocal program. So normally we would, we would have a ton of reciprocals coming through the club in the off season and we would push to try to sell them on getting a membership through our sales team, through our culinary team and through the membership itself. You know, and I do that, we do that a lot through social media, like with pictures and, 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 uh, in different uh, events, like promoting different events that we're doing at the club and like specials and stuff like that. So we're always trying to like, you know, get more members that, that was, that was kind of how we are, but now we don't have any reciprocals and we don't have any banquets. So we're only doing about 40 to 50 people, just straight members, but we're still selling memberships, which has been, it's just not quite as many. As it could be, I think, you know, with all the reciprocals. But we have been able to to still maintain um, daily service in the restaurant. We haven't had any any COVID um, employees getting COVID or anything like that. Knock on wood. Knock on wood right yeah. <laughs> so, but we've been very fortunate.
0: Where do you draw inspiration? We featured you in the cookbook issue in January, and we talked then about how you, you get a lot of inspiration from all sorts of sources. So tell us a little bit about what inspires you.
1: The inspiration, I think mainly is, there's a couple of parts to it. It's um, serving, like really being able to wow the member and, and really being able to uh, create an experience with them. It's very addictive for me. So I, I want to keep doing that, you know, like if that, when that happens, I'm like, Oh, that feels so good. I'm so happy that they're happy. They enjoyed everything. I want to do that again. So there's that kind of foundation and that helps me to have, take the initiative to kind of look out and try Like I said, on social media is huge. Um, and look, I have tons of, of books that I read all the time about this as well. And then, um, the food channel, that's another one that's pretty good these days. I like, yeah. I like watching that with the competition and stuff that they have on there. Um, so there's a couple of avenues through television, through, uh, through the internet, and then through the member itself, just being like, hey, you know, this is, this is the amazing dish or whatever. A compliment like that goes a long way with me. It gives me that drive to keep, keep doing more. So what's next for you? Next... Uh, I've got chocolate cake from Mr. Perkins. <laughs> you do. Go <laughs> get it. I just found that out. You, I've got, yeah, I've got, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I have a couple of long range goals. I, I like to be able to, to sell the rest of the members, memberships here, um, because I think that for me, it's a, where I work has to be a representation of my brand and pastry. So I, if, if I'm working here, it has to be the best, you know what I mean? And I'm striving for the best all the time you know, with my, with the type of psychology I would use, the type of energy I would use. I'm always growing and looking for something better.
0: But first you have Um, to make a cake for Mr. Perkins.
1: (laughs) Mr. Perkins, five people, (laughs) chop the cake tomorrow. I just got the text. Well, good luck uh, with the cake. Thank you so
0: much. (laughs) And thank you so much for chatting with us today. It's been, it's been wonderful catching up. Thank you for having me. For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortchef.com.